Hi, and welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today I'm with a yet another new Zoom friend, Cindy Gunraj. And she is a life coach and a divorce coach who focuses specifically on women with cultural and traditional roadblocks. How are you today, Cindy? I'm fantastic. And thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to meet you and talk to you. I mean, well, let's seriously. get into it. I am so excited to meet you and talk to you. I love you already. So <laughs> the question I ask everybody on the show is, how did your heart lead you to do the work that you do? Man, I got to tell you, I got knocked up in life. <laughs> let's start with that. Um, and not, not the good knocked up where you have a baby. <laughs> uh, it was it was really through my divorce. I, I was, you know, I, I came from, I got to take it back. Um, I came from a very traditional, conservative, um, full of beautiful culture and traditions and rules and all that stuff. Um, I found myself in a traditional marriage and then it was my divorce, you know, my exit that really had, that led me to my passion of creating my business, Stillness Blooms and helping women through cultural and traditional roadblocks because I was really faced in a position where um, I was put in a position to challenge cultural stigma and taboos of leaving your marriage. Uh -huh. And what, what also, culture are we talking about? Uh, Indian, Indian culture. Uh, my parents are from the Caribbean, so it's West Indian. My oh, dad, very cool. Yeah, I, I, and let me share this. My dad is is Christian, and my mom is Hindu. So there was like nice a lot a lot going on. You know, we could do a whole show just about how they work that thing out. But, <laughs> but yes. I, I'm, at, I'm 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 pretending that she was more tolerant of him because she's multi theistic, you know. And but like I'm probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I I you know. I, let me just tell you, they, they definitely had a lot of friction and it, they, I would say they are two of my best teachers in life. I gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm, I've seen a bunch of those. All right. So you, it, it all came out of your own experience of, uh, and you, it sounds like you had a sort of cultural clash in your own divorce. Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, my first book that I wrote was called winning your parents approval for divorce seven blessings to leave your marriage, seven um, practices to leave your marriage with their blessing. Seven, so seven I literally, ways to leave your lover. <laughs> what did you say? Seven ways to leave your lover. Is this song? <laughs> yeah, it can be. It's about the back, Jack. Drop off the keys, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a rude awakening. I thought I would just easily so be supported. Your parents were really the challenge though. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I had no idea. Yes, absolutely. So that is what made it so difficult because not only was I leaving a toxic marriage and leaving in-laws, I was, I was up against parents that were very unsupportive. Because you should not be doing that. I mean, as a, as a child of a Christian, you, you, there would have to be infidelity or there would have to be abandonment. And yeah, you got to stick it out no matter what. You know, that's the that's the era, that's the background they came from, and it was. And I'm not sure what the Hindu take on that is, or maybe it's just you know, maybe there's just an Indian take that when you get married, that's it, and you make it work. That's it. You make it work. No matter you stick it out is is really what it is. Well, they got together on that. 
They did. I, I'm sorry. That must have been really challenging. And at the same time, you sounds like you really met that challenge. And what we're going to talk about today is how Cindy developed her intuition in this process. Have I got that right? That is, you hit it right on, Rich. That's because you coached me before we got on the call together. Yay! <laughs> it's really helpful when people talk to each other. But tell us about that. Like, here you are. Not only are you in divorce, which is one of the highest conflict experiences you can have. Not It, it isn't that the highest conflict. It's not like uh, being in the Vietnam War. But in a way, it is because it goes on and on and on. I mean, most divorces take at least a year, maybe longer. It's the sustained conflict that's the problem. And even worse, it happens as a result of uh, the dissolution of a shared dream that mm -hmm. two people create. So it's it's like you go from, you're on the one end, you start out with being in love and everything's kitschy and wonderful. And then all of a sudden, now or not so all of a sudden, a couple of years later, a few years later, you find yourself on the opposite end of the scale of how did I get here? What happened? They, they, did they trick me? Is this another person? You know, and you got all, and then you, in addition to that, have your parents saying you shouldn't be doing that. So mm -hmm. how did all that drive this development of intuition? Yeah, it, it was a, it was a series of uh, ahas and awakenings of how I was living in more of a system. And what I mean system is I, I was set up in a system where, you know, it's a, I was, I, my in-laws were coming to visit me and spending months at a time. And as part of the culture, you know, the in-laws would, 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 would uh, move in and be with, with the children, with their kids. There's, they don't really, there's not this really concept of putting them in a retirement home mm -hmm. or, or such. So there's these, these, these beautiful rules, but at the same time, they can be eliminate, you know, they can um, be limiting if 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 everybody's not on the same page oh, and they're super sense. even if everyone's on the same page they're super challenging i'm working with a couple i do a lot of couples work mm -hmm. um, I, I work in the divorce sphere i work with people who are divorcing someone who's really toxic and and mm -hmm. in the couples world i work with people who are in super high conflict and i've got a couple right now who right now who are just finishing up who are living with the husband's mom Mm -hmm. They're living with her because, you know, she's of an age and she can't take care of herself. And they, even though they have the money and could send her in a home, they, they actually both agree that it's uh, undesirable to do that, that it's, that would be too impersonal, that she wouldn't receive as much direct love. And she's not in a position where she needs a lot of medical attention. So it's a wise decision from that perspective. She really just needs people around her more often. And it's still, even though they both agree an unbelievable stressor on their marriage. Uh, the, the wife is relaying to me about how she feels like she never, even though they have their own room, they, she never feels like she has her own space. Her husband's mother is always in it and she can't really, she doesn't feel she can really disagree with her because she has also this uh, belief right. she should be honoring her. There's so they're, sort of this hierarchy for her and they're honoring her. And so mm -hmm. she's in this weird netherworld where she's <laughs> taking care of this woman and obeying being obedient to her and you know she feels like her space with her husband is about six inches wide and then right. then you go to another situation where there's a lot of stress like you were in it must have yes. been unbelievable yes but i i and i want to say you know going back to my in-laws there was so many when when i was in it rich 
it, you know, it, it, there was a lot of beautiful times, mm. I have to say, you know, nice. there was, there was the music, there was the, the food, there was the, the closeness and um, learning about, cause they were South Indian learning about that culture. And it was a way to reconnect to my Indian roots cause I'm West Indian. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm making is, you know, that, that can work if you have the couple on the same page and they are communicating. But what was happening in my situation was, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, my voice, it kept being suppressed. Mm. I was being excluded from financial decisions. I was, um, you know, my, my, my um, ex was in school and work at the whole, the whole time. So we never really had this, there wasn't this building of our relationship mm. and there wasn't room for for that to be negotiated mm -hmm. so I, I was positioned in a life I almost felt that wasn't my own and it and it got it kept getting worse and worse and then there was some toxic stuff going on and that what what I want to bring it back to is my intuition was coming up to get me out of that situation mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so that's, that's what I want to really drive home here is when you're not in healthy situations, how that inner voice will come out, you know, be it a gut feel, be it, uh, you know, a voice from source or whatever you want to call it, whatever it is to you. Um, but it's trying to, to redirect you in where you're supposed to go. So how did that first come up for you? You're in this very, this pretty toxic situation, it sounds like, where you're, you can't really develop your marriage, even if you want to, there's, there's such limited availability and you're sort of being, it sounds like you're being ganged up on even if you, if you do express yourself. How did, how did your intuition first start speaking to you and what were the steps that you took? Yes. So it was a series of, I, it was a series of, 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 of moments, my intuition communicated with me, and and I wouldn't listen. It, it was it, I wouldn't listen because out of fear, it was saying, you know, this isn't the right relationship for you. This isn't the right situation. And at some point, it got so heavy that um, I remember, you know, I found out that my partner uh, was seeing someone else, and and I I had some proof. Oh my goodness. Yes. And, you know, oh, so you so that your your Christian father should have been on board with this divorce. I was totally confused now. But anyway, we'll leave that. Yeah, you here know, for. but here's the thing. You know, the thing about it, too, is is sometimes tradition and culture, you know, it, it's beautiful, but sometimes it'll it'll look the other way. Got when, it. when certain things happen too, which it is actually <laughs> amazing how often that happens. So you're in this situation, your mm -hmm. husband is. Yes, in, I'm in the situation. In, in the you know, and we, we actually, we, we started getting separated at that point, actually. And that's when I discovered this. And my intuition came in, Rich, and said, how much more of this are you going to take? And that was the defining moment for me that I needed to do something different. I, I actually needed to listen to that voice that was trying to get me out of that situation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, it, I said it, took, it takes a leap. It takes a leap of faith to listen to that voice. Truth. First. So that's the first step. <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, after that, I discovered it, it was, it was rocky to listen to my intuition because 
it wasn't so easy when you do listen, you then have to continue to move forward, right? Um, and some, you know, some ways I moved forward was- You mean your intuition doesn't give you a whole and complete answer right away? <laughs> it just gives you baby steps? Exactly. And that's what I discovered, because I have to also mention to you, you know, for my situation, especially what I find with with brown women and women that come through these 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 kinds of cultures, our, our inner voice gets hindered very young because, you know, we're programmed to listen to the elders, we're programmed to, you know, help out um in in certain ways where you know we don't really get to say no i don't want to do that uh you know and and then you there's certain rules that you follow you know when i grew up is very traditional women cooked all the meals they looked after the house they looked after the family and and daughters were positioned to help and serve that way uh -huh. and so there what i noticed rich there wasn't much room for this self-discovery or discovering your inner voice because the elder women they that was not a route that they went that they could pass down and then if the younger women were exhibiting um some sort of uh independence if you will opinions and views and stepping out it it, it was um it was not, um, it wasn't really approved, if that makes sense. It's so funny. The irony of this is I think that a lot of people, let's just put gender aside for a second. A lot of people in, I'm gonna call them uh, industrialized Western society, let's call it, have been taught to, to count on their intellect. Mm -hmm. They may not have, cultural restrictions instead they've got a belief that they should we should really rely on their intellect even though all the studies show that our intellect follows our feelings we should really rely on our intellect and they tend to turn to other cultures to, to rediscover intuition and the irony of this is now you're telling me that in some of those other cultures the cultures themselves are so restrictive that there may not be as much opportunity for intuition to blossom as one would hope at uh, if you're at least a woman in my situation, it, it, you know, it couldn't be taught to me because the women were following the cultural constructs and they were part of, you know, following certain traditions and religious rules, mm -hmm. right? So, so where is the space, right? There, I, what, that's, that's the work I had to do to see why was this such a block for me? So what I'm hearing in that, and since we're both coaches, I know you're going to get this right away and you probably have even used this languaging, is that whether it's that you believe that you should be believing your intellect or whether you should believe you should be following cultural traditions, it's going to be a limiting belief in some way that's really going to inhibit your intuition. Yes. So tell me more. Yeah. What, what so the first step so, is, so, so, first you know, step is first, recognize it listen to recognize it, it act on it and then the, and then yes and i wrote you know my second book is called listen to yourself right here nice and it's called listen to yourself That's my favorite picture <laughs> by the and way mine too actually yeah for those who are just listening to the podcast cindy just showed me her book which has this amazing picture of her. She's wearing like this travel hat and a poncho. She looks fabulous. So you gotta look, you gotta look up the book and see the picture. And those who are watching watching the video blog, you've seen it. So I'm sorry I repeated that for you. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I, and I will share a little bit about that picture. That's so 
Okay, well, one of the things that, that I learned, I, I learned what you call my natural process. I talk about this in my book and it was, a, it was certain things I was doing uh, that helped me bring out my intuition. And I'm gonna give you a snapshot right here. So N is nature's the gatekeeper to our intuition. So when mm -hmm. I was going through my, my separation, um, I would get my butt out into nature uh, and I would commune with nature, be mm -hmm. it walk in the park, be it sit on a bench and watch a tree, um, taking baby steps, you know, and then it, then, it, then it rippled out into day trips and then all of a sudden going to Costa Rica for three months and Peru for a month to, to hike Machu Picchu, but that's, that didn't happen overnight. Um, and that, that was, I was led on a hero's journey to discover my intuition. Nice. And, and A is uh, acknowledging our intuitive hits. So my intuition was talking to me through, you know, um, the feelings, the gut sensations, heart, um, messages from source, God, whatever. I don't get hung up in names, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But the point was, I had to start acknowledging my intuitive hits. And T is the intuitive trail is steep. So when I got that message, you need to leave this marriage. Boy, was that was that uh, trail very steep for me mm. um, because yeah. it was a high, it was a high conflict. A lot of boulders on the road too. Oh yes, oh yes. So just because you're going to listen to your in intuition doesn't mean it's all sparkly and easygoing. No. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we got to do the work. We got to do the work. Which or another way is to look at it is you know we 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 dug ourselves into the pit. Now we got to climb out. You know, however you want to look at it. Yes, absolutely. I love how you say that because this was all internal work work for me, and I I had a support network too. I didn't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. um, you so T is the you know intuitive trail is steep. You is you're met with uncertainty. So all of a sudden. I had three things change. I had my living, my my um, living change, my job change, my relationship change. All those things changed, and also social circles changed. Mm -hmm. Relationship with the parents changed. So you're mm -hmm. met. I was met with uncertainty, and I call it the lotus in the mud because what was happening there, Rich, was a whole lot of mud was being thrown on me to fertilize me into this beautiful lotus flower of stepping into the woman that I was supposed to become at mm -hmm. that stage right so it's 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 leaving for me it was leaving you know a lot of my familiarity and stepping into this uncertainty um, and then uh, so n-a-t-u-r is revealing the intuitive genius and I found yes. this uh, we, so we we all have an intuitive genius within yeah. us, Love and I, I saw there was certain ways to bring that out, uh, and one way was getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, another was being the observer of what is happening to you, mm -hmm. uh, and you have to read the you have to read my book to to see the other three. So. So let me get into so that's N A T U R. I know what E is. It's eat lots of chocolate. No, A. No. A is next. Oh, it's natural, not nature. 
And it, yeah. I wanted the chocolate. Right. So it's N-A-T-U-R-A and A is for? A is, it goes back to, to, to my folks is accepting border bullies. Mm. So what are border bullies? They're, they're people that try to block us from listening to our intuition. They could block us out of fear, you know, out of, um, they're, you know, they're afraid for us or they, they um, don't like where we're going. Whatever yeah, yeah. the keeping in mind that very often they do it out of love. It doesn't feel like it. Yes. At all. <laughs> but that's what. Yes, because it's what they know. You know, yeah. it's the exact exactly. And then lastly, this is my favorite one out of this natural process is living a spiritual practice. And what that was for me, Rich, was when I did my hero's journey. Uh, to Costa Rica, and you don't have to do this. It's really, it's it's really carving out time, alone time for yourself. It's a practice that you do every day to commune with something higher than yourself. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that was missing for me was self trust mm -hmm. <laughs> and 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 being guided by my north star that's connected to something higher. That was huge, right? Because all of a sudden I released looking to authority uh, for approval. I looked, you know, I looked outside of a cultural construct for my guidance. Mm -hmm. And that was really huge. And the natural process, you can start with baby steps and then it, it's a way of life. But that is what really helped me hone my intuition. Love it. I love it. And I understand that you have an event coming up that you'd like to share with our audience that might help them in the natural process. I do, I do. So I am having an amazing retreat in Costa Rica called Trusting Your Intuitive Food. I wanna go, I wanna go. <laughs> come on, come on. I gotta talk my wife into it. We've got these kids, it's like that. But tell us more. So it's 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 this beautiful uh, offering in in the rainforest. The resort is on six hundred acres of rainforest. Sweet. Two thermal rivers cutting through it, and beautiful hot springs. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be diving into nature, and learning my natural process. And we're going to be having a lot of fun in the process because that is. That is actually one of the things that brings out your intuitive genius. I think that that's probably where we connect first is that we are both fun lovers. So what are the dates? November 9th to the 14th of this year. And how do people find you and it? Yeah, they can visit me on my website. It's all there, uh, stillnessblooms.com. And from there, they can connect with me. Fantastic. That's fantastic. It sounds like it's going to be a party and an adventure in self-discovery as well. Hugely. You know, I had so many questions I wanted to ask you about intuition, but we're kind of tapped out of time and I love the story. So maybe we'll do another, we'll do another interview maybe, but here's the question I ask everyone when we get to the end of the Rich in Relationship podcast. And that is, what is the legacy that Cindy Gunraj wants to leave behind? to empower women to follow their own intuitive flow. Fantastic. Fantastic. And very much needed. Well, thank you so much. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. And yeah, maybe we'll do this again soon. Thank you, Rich. This was a blast. <laughs>